Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. One, two, three, four, five. Again. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so take two as we, we did this. I let me take you guys behind the scenes. We had recorded an amazing hour-long podcast. Oh, I don't even want to tell you the guest who it was. Wow, wow, wow. And because Bobby D, our intern, did not show up today, uh, none of it were recorded. So, Rick, I guess today is just answer questions from the fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. I'm Bethel Duran. Joined by Ricky Romero. We are in Aspen, Colorado in his spring home. Thanks for bringing me out on the private jet, Ricky. Uh, beautiful man cave you have here oh, in you're, Colorado. You're welcome, man. Anytime. Uh, now, before we get to this podcast, there is no guest today. Uh, what we decided to do is we were going to say thank you to the fans that have been leaving messages on the iTunes, the reviews. Wow. Fantastic. And then at the end of the night, I said, hey, you know what, Rick? Let's just ask some questions from the fans. We'll get a couple of them on Instagram. I was expecting a bunch of stupid questions because that's my faith in humanity as well on social media. <laughs> and it turned out we had such great answers that today's podcast is dedicated to the fans. Well, it's funny. Going back to the reviews, you read some of those reviews. I don't believe you, you, them sometimes. You know what the coolest part about it is? When you see the word, I'm inspired, or mm. the sentence, I'm inspired by such and such, whatever guess we had. I think that's the biggest thing. Whenever you're able to uh, inspire somebody, I think that was our whole goal in all of this. And it's awesome when you read those reviews. And that's why when last night when you when you told me, hey, we should do an episode where we take questions from our listeners. And I sat in bed and I was like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And mm -hmm. why not? And not that we don't have a guess. Um, but obviously, we thought this was important, and I like it. I, I like what we're going to do here today. Yeah, thank you so much. We've had eight episodes, eight different awesome players. Jesse Chavez was the last uh, guest on the show. And, and if you haven't heard that story, wow. it's tremendous. It's tremendous from growing up, uh, yeah, being born in a garage to having a man cave as a garage. That's an awesome thing. It, it's, it's, it's an awesome <laughs> man cave. It's just different. Right? It's different. Chavez. He's got tons of jerseys, tons of memorabilia, but none of it's hung up. None he, of it. He has like three lockers, and he just has them like a normal like locker. Like in plastic. Like a yeah, like nothing. And I'm like, dude, you have a Magic it looks Johnson. Like dry cleaning. You have a Magic <laughs> Johnson jersey here. And he's like, yeah, eh. 
Oh, but he's a Clipper fan, so yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll get, yeah. Actually, his Clippers are in the playoffs looking good. <laughs> uh, so what we decided to do is we told you guys we started the podcast that we're going to have a guest for you, but not every single week because sometimes schedules don't work out. We have a huge lineup of guests over the summer, guys coming to town to L.A., and I've noticed that people are starting to tag players that say, hey, you need to come on the Ricky Rowe podcast and tagging me. So keep on doing that. Not that we're begging for uh, guests, but... Sometimes people hear, oh, he's having a podcast, and then it's like, whatever. Because as I've told you, Rick, everybody says they want to start a podcast. They'll do it two, three episodes, and they realize, damn, this is a lot of well, work. What did, um, we got a, a funny comment that we'll get into it, obviously, a little later. But Noe Ramirez, his, his sister, talking about oh, yeah. how she's at work, and she threw on this podcast, and everyone thought it was going to be sports. Oh, yeah. And next thing you know, everyone's inspired by it. So yeah, man. I think that's pretty cool. So again, this podcast today is inspiring the fans. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Again, we like to talk baseball. It, we have baseball guests, but at the same time, we want to learn more about what it took to get there. Not every like you, you've always said it on our guests. You can Google the stats. You can Google their salaries and all that crap. You can't Google the story and the journey and what happened and the tears and you know the sweat that it took to get there. Whatever it is and. I mean, I love it, man. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. You with are it. having a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> we are not making any money on it. Uh, we're not trying to make money on it. We are just trying to get the word out. And I'm starting to notice, and I'm not patting myself on the back. So for those of you who for the first time, I'm a longtime reporter here in Los Angeles. I have my own separate podcast called Living the Dream, where I talk to different broadcasters and people that I know are friends. I also host the LA Times Arrive Early, Leave Late podcast, which is a sports-specific one. But this is the one where... I'm getting messages from people I didn't know hmm. knew me where a random note, I'll get to my email. Hey, listening. Thanks a lot. And I look, I'm like, well, you're important. Like you're yeah. somebody big. And I, and I always write back. So when you come in on, they're like, oh, I can't. I'm like, okay. Because they work for teams mm-hmm. or they work for organizations. Uh, so it's really cool. And we're not patting ourselves on the back. I think, look, I'm, I, I'm not, excited about our next guest. Yeah. I won't say who it is. But, but you're going to love them. But uh, yeah, because it's just a tremendous story. It's not, you know, it's not your typical, we're not looking for the big name superstar that's out there. Would we like to have them? Yeah, absolutely. But we're just looking for the cool stories, the journeys. And I was on the Martin Moreno Yo 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 podcast with his son, Hooter, and also Jessica Rosales on there. And Martin, uh, he's a comedian. He used to open up for Fluffy Iglesias, and he's been all over the world. He said he was on a plane listening to the very first episode because Martin and his production company, the ones that are helping us distribute it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that other stuff. He said, Beto, this Scott Richmond guy, wow. <laughs> like, that guy is awesome. Right? And he's not even playing in the big leagues no. right now, but he's out there somewhere. He was cleaning Mr. barnacles. Carmen in San Diego right now, <laughs> playing somewhere around the world, and it just doesn't stop for him. I think he just signed to go play in... Uh, Somewhere in Montreal or something like is that. Is he really? Yeah, man. And he he's just... Our dude, tuning. Scott Richmond. He wants to get ready for whatever... I want Whatever say, adventure he's on. Something with Team Canada to get ready. Yeah, they, I mean, the guy doesn't stop. And it's cool, man. You just He's got passion for it. He loves it and more power to it. Go him. follow him. Scott48Richmond. He's our first guest for a reason. All right. So before we get to the, the, the actual podcast, let's catch up with Ricky. Um, how's baby Aitor? Uh, baby Aitor. Uh, he... <laughs> You got you fuckers. Uh, Diego's doing good. What's his he, name? Diego. So you're stuck into it. Yeah, Diego okay. Ricardo. He's little Ricky, man. Um, he's doing great. Two weeks in, he's been piece of cake so far. He's 
wherever you put him, wherever you, he sits there, doesn't cry very much. Only when he wants left-handed mommy's boob. Um, I don't know yet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, golfer. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, at two weeks, we got to figure this yeah, out. We, we, we got plans for him. We got to start figuring out. We got to figure out. I mean, he's slacking. We don't get his but, tax write-off until later on in the year, so he's slacking. He needs to step it up. But it's been good, man. It's been it's been fun, and obviously, being home helps too. So, yeah. You uh, when you were playing when Sebastian was born, right? I had one year. Uh, yeah, one year. I think two years, maybe. Okay. When when he was born, but then but then I, you left. I, I was with the Giants. You were the Giants organization. I was like, man, if I continue to, if for some reason I do good, I do well, this kid is gonna grow up a Giants fan in perfect uh, in for all the LA, LA city. All your, all, you know, all your relatives, good. <laughs> but unfortunately, it didn't work out. But he has a Giants jersey. He does. He has there a little Giants jersey from my first big league camp with them. So as I tell everybody, you know what? Who's paying me? That's my favorite team That's right my there. Favorite team. Go yeah. Lakers. Inspection Sportsnet. <laughs> <laughs> now, so Baby Arthur's good. So he's not acting or anything like that. He's not a Hollywood kid yet. Not yet. Not okay. Yet. Okay. We'll, we'll get him in the like the Target commercials. Yeah. Soon. soon. Hopefully. All right. We'll only take forty five percent. So everything's good. Your wife is good. Yeah. Everything's That's cool. cool, man. And um, yeah. Just looking forward to the. To the summer, um, have a lot of important. Yeah, events. you okay? So we're gonna try to record a bunch of episodes because all of a sudden you're leaving uh, us. You're going he, to Canada. Yeah, I actually have a couple, not a couple, a few events. I have actually one coming up next week where I'll be up there for like three days. You're supposed to be retired, man. Yeah, hey man, you're working a, more when you're it's retired. It's honestly a blessing that the Blue Jays still allow me and call me to do certain events, and says a lot about. The impact that I was able to make up there and the impact I made with the people that still work there that okay. I know. So what are you doing with the Blue Jays? I'll be doing, um, I think this coming up week is something with the fans and maybe doing a Q&A with somebody, I want to say. In I'm Toronto? Sure. Yes, cool. in Toronto. I'll be in the city. And then I have my first TV gig coming up. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So we're doing TV now. Yeah, man. And I think uh, I'm making that transition slowly. <laughs> no, so you're kidding. doing TV for who? So I'm going to be doing, so the Vancouver Canadians are the short season team for the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. And they're having six games all across Canada, I want to say, um, on Sportsnet. Sportsnet Canada. Yeah, they're going to have six games live. Okay. And we're covering it. Or the Vancouver Canadians are obviously the team. Yeah. And I'm going to be the doing the the color. You're the color analyst. The color, color analyst. Uh, shout out to Andy Dunn for making that call. He's a GM there. And I'm looking forward to uh, working with Rob Fay. He's going to be the play-by-play guy. Okay. And he, was, he does the radio for them up there. Tremendous voice. I can't wait for it. So you're doing TV? Yeah. You got to wear a suit? I don't know. It's Canada. Aren't they more relaxed? It's short season. Maybe a Canadian tuxedo. Oh, hey, do you have one? <laughs> no, do I don't. It. I don't. I should tell Rob about that. Hey, let's just make a quick impression. Let's wear Canadian tuxedo this first game. Boom, boom. let's go. Do you got to do that? It's short season. <laughs> and this is in Vancouver, all the all home games? All home games. Oh, beautiful. In Vancouver, if you've never been up there during the summer, it's gorgeous. Okay, it's, so the podcast is going on the road. We're taking a road trip. And hey, why not, man? I mean, let's, we're, we're global. We're worldwide. Wait, Might are, as well. You think we could do that? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure we can. So the GM's name is Rob? No, he's the the play-by-play okay. guy. Andy Dunn is a GM. So Andy Dunn's the GM. And Andy Dunn is a GM for the Lancaster team here in... in oh, the Jayhawks. Yes. Okay. So he does two organizations. He's doing two? Yeah. 
So can Andy Dunn have me and you do play by play for one of the games? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe I, instead, instead of, of Rob would you gotta be Rob. Rob's no, but, a great but dude. instead of doing like the traditional like uh, like play by play, let's just me and you sit there and just talk and watch whatever we're watching on the game and we can make that into a live broadcast. Maybe. Hey, you know hey, what? Now, I'm not trying not? to get anybody's job just for one game. <laughs> so just have your guy take one day off or join you know, let's just do two innings. Why not? Yeah, let's I'm do sure the Rob would be all about it, man. Okay, I mean, do they listen to the podcast? The coolest guy ever. Yeah, they they oh, do they really? I did an interview with them this past weekend and they talked about how much they love the the podcast. Oh, Him damn. Well, then Rob I got to be more professional there's, now. There's uh, Caroline, too, who's going to be doing the sideline reporting, I think. I oh, you're going legit. Yeah, they're, they're doing it. They're going For a short lot. season. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Canadians like their, their baseball. Okay. They like their All sports. Right. I know hockey's on right now, but you look at Toronto, man. Toronto's off the hook right now with the Raptors and the Maple Leafs. Shout out to the Maple Leafs. All right, so I you're doing they... TV in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and they're... Uh, Andy is going to fly me up and Bobby to do the, a live podcast from, you know what, we can do. Here it is. I got the idea. You know who the owner of the Vancouver Canadians is? Who? He's the one that owns all the A&Ws. Root beer? The, the restaurants in Canada. I love it. Yeah, so he. That guy, so we have a new sponsor. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's go. I met him last Ro- year. Hey, he goes to every game, sits there, does the chicken dance. Dude, you would never expect it that expect that this guy is the owner of all these A&Ws. He's What's a baseball name? fanatic. You better hurry up and Google it. Don't get it wrong, Ricky. <laughs> He's paying you. All right, so here it is. The Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast brought to you by A&W in Vancouver <laughs> with a special guest today, Andy and Rob. And we'll be joined later on by the owner of the A&Ws in Canada. Don't say his name right now. We, 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 wait, we'll wait till the check clears. Then we'll promote him. Well, right? And then... And then um, through, through, <laughs> Aside from, I'm so getting fired. <laughs> uh, aside from those six games, we are. Uh, I'll be doing some chase camps all across Canada. Oh, that's there's, cool. there's a few cities, yeah, that I've obviously never been to, that I'm looking forward to. To it. That's doing. for kids. Yeah, that's for kids. Oh, yeah, that's they, cool. They host. Um, they kind of try to grow the game um, nationwide. That country's so big, so they have us come down, uh, ex alumni or coaches that work for the organization, and we go down there. So what do you do? Show up, take pictures. Yeah, and leave? last year, I mean, Robbie Alomar was with us at one of them. Yeah, you, that's where you like you guys show up, take a picture, and then you leave, right? No, hell no, man. We're working. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah you work on little different drills. Oh, you're uh, actually doing the camp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for yeah. real? Oh yeah. Because what I'm used to, not that I've ever sent my kids this, is anytime there's a pro athlete who lends his name to a camp. It's like, all right, lunchtime. Hey, uh, thanks for coming to the blah 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 basketball camp. All right, cool. Here's my picture, and they hand every kid like a autographed picture that's already been autographed by like a machine. All right, cool. Thanks. Uh, leave your five hundred bucks on the door. But you're actually in there. Oh yeah, yeah. We're working it, man. Yeah, we're working it. And then I'll be doing. Uh, I'll that's be, cool. Man. I'll be doing some. Uh, because for a kid to meet a big league athlete, is pretty cool. And then I'm not knocking the. Retired players, but sometimes when you're 10 years old, you have no idea who this 55 year old man is. Yeah. So some of these kids actually like, oh, I do know him. Yeah. That's cool. But I th- I feel like in in Toronto, with it being the only team, some of these legends, as they say, legends never die. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows them, man. I mean, obviously everyone's gonna know Robbie Alomar for being a Hall of Famer, but the Lloyd Mosby's, the uh, Lloyd Mosby. Yeah, man. I mean, um, uh, Jesse Barfield. What about Garth Yorg? <laughs> I'm just Jesse throwing. Barfield goes out there with us. Uh, George Bell sometimes. George you know, Bell, guy, man. I mean, it's it's cool for, and I'll be working with 
Robbie Alomar, he does his camps, his golf tournaments. So we're 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 gonna. Oh, be, Alomar, gonna be, that's when uh, he has a golf tournament. He's gonna do hey, one, or he's speaking gonna of which, an, I got a new putter. He's gonna do a cool uh, event in Seattle that I can't wait to be a that's part. That's the one at the end of August. Yeah, and I'm real. This one for sure, I really want to go to, and I think we're gonna just because you'll enjoy that ballpark too. It's well, beautiful, and it's a home game for the Toronto Blue Jays. No joke. Everyone because all the Canadians down, come down, come down, and it okay. just gets. Well, my buddy Carlos, I told you all about him. You've met him, and who named his kid Alomar? He heard the podcast and he texted me. He's like, "Are you really going?" I was like, "Well, I don't know because my work schedule. I don't know just yet." He's like, "Well, ask Ricky if I can go." I'm like, "Los, it's a fan fest. Anybody can go. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody can go." So he, I, I think, is going to take his son Alomar to the Alomar oh, that's uh, awesome, festival man. out yeah, there. I'm sure, it's going to uh, be fun. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. It, By it, the it, way, yes, the owner of the Canadians, Mr. Mooney. All right. Are you sure? Yeah, man. You just buckled me really <laughs> quick. <laughs> Mr. Mooney, well, thank you for the patronage of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast brought to you by A&W. So you're a busy dude, man. So, yeah, man. It's going to be a fun summer. And, it's going to uh, be different, but the best part of it, I think, for me is I get to stay in the game. And whether it's teaching it to young kids, growing it across Canada, it's awesome, man. And the, like, I, like I told you, the fact that you get... A name like Robbie Alomar that wants you to do events with him <laughs> means Let's the world to me. I so. really I want to do it. And it's, a, it's a beautiful game. Love it. And now it's time for us to get involved with you. Like we were saying, we have a lot of people lined up. Um, and now that these athletes have heard the few, first couple of episodes, they're like, have you noticed it? You're starting to get the, hey, man, when am I coming on? Hey, when am I coming on? Hey, who's listening? I'm starting to get some of those from people like, hey, what's up? Why don't you get some? Yeah. So, you know what? Real simple. If you want to come on and you're a player, let us know. When you come to L.A., we come to your hotel room or wherever you want to go. If you want to do it at the park. Or their house. Oh, yeah. Or, or your Jesse. house. He's from here. He yeah. was at his house. We went to his house. We are, we are portable. We are movable. We will go wherever you need. We got Bobby D showing up. And we just go and have fun with you. And right now, I really can't uh, say thank you enough for those of you that are leaving the reviews on iTunes. Uh, it means a lot. Not that we care about our ratings on iTunes, but for you to take the time, one, to find out how a podcast works. What up, Sanabia? Uh, and for you to actually leave a review, real cool. So this is one that's going to come in. I'm going to read you some of the iTunes reviews, Rick. This is from a guy named Marcus. No idea who Marcus is. Uh, says, a great podcast. Alex is a good friend of mine. Alex Navi, who's pitching in Aguascalientes, a future guest. A good friend of mine got me turned on to this podcast. I'm loving it. As the former player myself, I can certainly appreciate the ups and downs, the grind, the experience, and the pursuit of their dream. All the old war stories make for great content. Uh, hearing about the guest journeys and others they've crossed paths with is not only entertaining, but inspiring on an even higher level. Bethel and Ricky do an awesome job. Ricky's take from an athlete's perspective is awesome. I'm pumped for more episodes. Marcus, we appreciate you. P.S. The kid Sanabia needs to get his vibes on an episode. Stat. Hashtag <laughs> let's go Ricky Oh man. I mean that that right there. rating right there says it all. What we're all about. And that's exactly the point we want to get across. Again, we're not talking numbers. We're not talking who are you guys going to win the World Series or hey, how is it playing with such and such? Nah, we don't care about that. We, we want to hear their story genuinely and we want for people to get inspired by it it doesn't have to be necessarily athletes getting inspired by it it's just anybody and i think uh so far with our guests they've all been freaking awesome so 
we appreciate you, Marcus. And uh, Sadabi said he has no idea who you are. Now, let's go. What we posted is on on my Instagram and also on Ricky's. And I was expecting to get a couple. Um, and just to let you know, some of the comments, wow. <laughs> uh, but this is, even though we curse at times because we get emotional, this isn't uh, a podcast where you're going to hear the salacious stories. This is one where... I try to pass it along to guys that are coaching where they can pass it on to some of the travel ball kids. So, I mean, look, if you're playing baseball, you've heard bad words. Like, there's no doubt. You heard it in T-ball. Uh, but you're not going to hear any, like, uh, groupie stories or any stories of what happens on the road. Be- one, because I don't want to hear those stories. Yeah. Like, those are the stories you talk about when you're 21 years old and you're in college. All right, great. But we're all growing up here. Like, we, there's no need for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though they could be great stories. Uh, those are the ones you talk amongst your friends. And there's some things que no son para el público. There's some things that aren't for the public. Yeah. Uh, this is in Barstow. Uh, but I will start off this one, Rick. <laughs> and let's just go with this one. M Breezy24 says she's Noi Ramirez's sister. Uh, on unapologi- unapologetic name drop. Now, if it's really his sister, was she arrested that night too? When no, we got uh, the <laughs> no, she probably ran and hide. She she ran. M Breezy24. Yeah. Her name uh, is Martha. Oh, is her name Martha? Yeah, Martha. Okay. Yeah, but and Breezy twenty four sounds cool, man. And she's private, so don't try to request her. She's uh, Noe Ramirez with pictures for the Angels uh, sister. Uh, how about baseball superstitions? As hell, Noe jumps over the chalk line. That's pretty normal. He doesn't wash his socks for months at one point. And I think he has some lucky socks. So I have a weird ritual. Whenever this he is start- where it gets good. Yep. Whenever he starts warming up, <laughs> I have to rub the top of my hand with the other hand three times. It has to be three sets. Okay. It has to happen or I feel so bad if something goes wrong. <laughs> okay. And if I'm at home, I move a little Jesus figurine next to the TV because, you know, Jesus needs to watch the TV. What <laughs> up, Victor Rojas and Mark Ibuza? It has to be facing the TV as Jesus is watching the game. That's like in Born in East L.A. when Paul uh, uh, Rodriguez had to turn around. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, do you have a bad, do you have a uh, superstition? Any rituals that you do? How about me? Me? No, I ain't nobody. Ricky, you have one of those? Because you're left-handed. You must have all kinds of weird ones. Well, it's funny. When I read that one, I'm glad that's the one you're starting off with because I, I replied to her. I didn't reply to very many, but I replied to her and I said, I'll, I'll read this message out loud, which you did. And this is a good one because my mom used to do the same thing. She wouldn't do the rubbing and all that. But she said whenever I bases got loaded or I got in a jam... She would sit there and pray to La Virgencita, oh. the Virgin Mary. Such a Mexican. <laughs> and she would just sit there and pray, pray. Wait, is your mom listening? She would, no, she okay, probably good, won't good, listen. Good. She would light up candles and whatever it was, you know. And I'm like, Mom. <laughs> but it was her thing. It was her, like, if I was pitching and everyone was sitting in the living room at home in Downey where they live, she would go upstairs by herself and just watch it because she needed to focus and she was so nervous. She would pace up and down. No the house. Oh, yeah, man. I guess it was just, I was like, it, I feel like you guys were more nervous than I was. But your dad has played baseball for his entire life. Like I'm 14. Well, he was pretty calm. Week. But he, my mom would always be like, how do you, how do you stay so calm out there? You look so calm, <laughs> so collected. You know what you're doing? I'm like, well, mom, it's my job and I've done it my whole life. Did you know that she was doing this? I think till after the games when she'd be like, me tenías con el nervio de punta. I was nervous. I was nervous the whole game. You, I was on, on my tippy toes the whole the whole game. And I was like, Mom, you need to learn how to relax. If I get hit, it's not the end of the world. We're human. Just remember that. So 
That was her That's thing. Cool. What my, was your superstition? My superstition, I think I had, I was more superstitious, I feel like, in college. Okay. I used to wear high socks or my pants up high. I never washed my baseball hat during the baseball season. So it stunk really, oh, that's really cool. bad. That's what it's supposed to be, though. Um, a crusty hat. And, but once I got to the big leagues, I used to jump over the line, too. Well, uh, that's everywhere. You can't step on the chalk, man. You can't ruin <laughs> it. And then in the mornings, I would go usually go and have pancakes um, with my catcher at the time, JP. Future uh, guest. And some of the other things I did, uh, I you know, once I got to the big leagues, I never really, because I didn't want to get so mentally caught up in all of that. Mm. But I, I... We had a reliever my rookie year, and I won't mention his name, but he used to take a dump at a, in a certain inning. He had to do it that same inning every single day. And I was like, how serious? the hell do you change your – or how do, wow. how do you train your body to do that, first of all? It was at a certain inning, and he was like – he put his glove somewhere. It better not be moved. He knew if it was oh, moved. One it was guys. one of those – yeah, but it's just it just got you, him in the zone. you remember Turk Wendell? Yeah. That guy was queer. Yeah. Long Beach yeah. State guy, I believe. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And, New York Mets, right? Yeah. And he, he used to wear like those shells all the over. The shells. And he was number 99. Yeah. He ended up getting a contract with ended with 99 cents. He was just eating black licorice. It was just extreme. Oh, man. There's, there's, there's millions of stories like that you hear about certain guys and probably some that I don't even know. But Oh, yeah. There, there's just like, yeah, like moving the glove, placing it a certain way before while you're... Well, I get that because that's your equipment. Right? You don't ever touch <laughs> another person's equipment. I get oh, it. Oh, yeah. I think I remember. I got to play, funny story, I got to play with uh, Miguel Olibo. Catcher? Yes. In uh, in AAA one year. And he's been known He was for, a salty vet at that time, right? Yeah. He's been known for being pretty fiery and... Oh, he'll hit and you. He, yeah, he's not scared. I think he was in an incident. He was on a. He got into it with the Dodgers. With the with somebody. Yeah, with Alex a, Guerrero. That's right. He bit him or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. But he had the locker next to me. We were in Tacoma, Washington, and I didn't know he was anal about his bats. So I come in and and I'm like, dude, this this is a cool bat. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, don't ever touch my bat. And I was like, well, whoops, sorry. He's like, you guys, you guys, you guys' job is to get outs. And I don't want you to put outs in my bat. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude, I'll never touch your bat. <laughs> did you tell him how many hits you got in the big leagues? I should have, huh? Did you tell him about how many hits did you get? Two. Oh, okay, okay. Just just making sure. But yeah, man. And and he was a great dude. Don't get yeah. me wrong with me. He was always cool. Hey, but that, you know what? You I see the logic though. Don't. You're bringing that negative stuff my way. No, yeah, man. Yeah, that's what don't don't mess with my uh don't my breath that bring this like, you. Uh there was uh relievers whenever we do autograph sessions and they were signing a bat, none of them liked signing it on the sweet spot. They would go a little bit. Towards oh, right towards the handle? To the handle, well, yeah. Break that, fool. Yeah. And Breezy, we appreciate the comment, and uh, she writes back to this. I wrote back that, you know, Vapuru helps everything. She's <laughs> like, what do you do? Uh, you know, Vapuru helps you. Uh, and Breezy says, love the podcast. I work in a studio with a bunch of weird artists that do not follow sports. We get turns to play whatever we want on a stereo that plays throughout the studio. Okay, we'll be playing little tucanes or, like, you know, some arcade fire while you're at it. I chose your podcast. That was in response and moans and groans because these guys are like, it's a baseball podcast. No, 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 no. She explains. They love the intro. What up, Big Phil, Casa de Calacas, Carlos Angel Music? 
They were laughing, enjoying, and they were inspired. They love your voices and said you guys seem so personable and pleasant. Ricky's voice is good. Me, I'm, I'm okay. The next time I played your podcast, they didn't complain. We heard all of them. Keep it up. And Breezy, thanks for doing the great work spreading the law and la ley in the Let's Go Ricky Rowe <laughs> podcast. Uh, next one coming up here, our boy Scott Richmond. Scott, 48 Richmond. What's the hardest pitch you've ever thrown? You know what? I was thinking about that. I think it was in Seattle. And I don't know if the gun was juice. I know the ball felt good coming out of my hand that night. And I saw a 96, I believe, no. up there. It was only once. But that was it. Not like Jesse Chavez who threw 100 when he was 152 pounds? Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> and I remember I looked up, and I was going up against King Felix that night. And I looked up, and I was like, whoa. I was like, okay, I got the juices flowing today. Did you win? I can't remember. Just say, yeah, nobody's going to go back yeah, and check. Probably. Yeah, you win that game? <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, got, I got a good one. Um, what do you this got? guy, uh, Gordo Guapo. Oh I'm yeah, clicking on his on his. On he's a, uh, he's a good follower. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't I didn't, I don't know his name, but that's his Instagram name. He says, "Who was the one player that had you like? Holy shit! I can't believe I'm facing." Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Ichiro. No, because I was already in the big leagues when when you know I was already kind of used to that. Okay. Facing guys, I think the very first time that I. Uh, that I felt that holy shit moment was when I faced the New York Yankees in spring training and Derek Jeter was leading off. Mm. That was the first time where I was like, whoa. And then A-Rod, I believe, was coming off his suspension and he hits a home run off me. <laughs> Jeez. You're like, damn it, he's so, clean. So they, so they said it was all over SportsCenter, A-Rod, homers, and his first at-bat back. And, I, and I'm all over the highlights and I'm like, damn you. Wow. But... Honestly, it brings me to another uh, funny story. The, the, the one holy shit moment in my whole career where even though I was a, not established, but I already had been in the big leagues for a few months, was when uh, Ken Griffey Jr. came up to hit. Mm. That was the holy shit moment because everyone grew That's up the kid, idolizing man. Ken Especially Griffey. as a lefty. And I've talked to you about this before. Yeah. But yeah, when he got in that box and he did that little swing... Or that little wiggly, yeah. whatever batting stance. I was like, wow, I caught myself like, okay, okay, focus, focus, focus. And You're like, I got your shoes. But yeah, but it was <laughs> like, that was a really, really cool moment. And there's a reason why he's got a jersey. Here okay, you have the autographed jersey. Did Were you there when he signed it or you just sent it over? Send it over. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, tea Time 90, best prank you've seen in the bigs? Oh, man. Um, or in general, because no, I know in the minors you get some good ones too. Oh, and in the minors you get the... We uh, there was this uh, pitcher who used to <laughs> we used to uh, prank pretty good. He was easy to get to get him, and he had a good outing. So we put eye black on the inside of his oh. hat. So he's he's already out of the game. So he puts on his hat. He's sitting there. He's pumped. He takes off his hat, and he's got a big black line mm. across his forehead. <laughs> that was a funny one. You know that helped led the Dodgers winning the '88 World Series. Really. Because in spring training, Jesse Orozco put eye black on Kirk Gibson's cap. Oh, yeah. I read that and story. And Gibson went off and said, that's why you guys are fucking losing here, blah, blah, blah. A bunch of jokers. And then it changed the attitude for the, the team. The culture of the game. Yeah. Or the, the culture team. of the team. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember did I did read that somewhere where he went crazy. Anyways, we were... <laughs> the best prank of the bigs? There's a couple. There was one where we had a young pitcher... Um, 
he won't mind if I he probably I think he listens to our podcast Kyle Drabeck. I was exactly gonna say because the one year I met you guys, you guys were just writing Kyle like no the nice yeah. kid. Oh, he's awesome, and he says he wants to come on. Is that Doug's kid? Doug Drabeck's kid. No way yeah. from the Astros. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he he wants to come on. Oh yeah, let's bring him on because his career ended because of injuries, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tommy John surgery is uh, not more than one actually, two. Two for sure. So can I'm not I, sure when he comes three. on, can I say shut up, Kyle? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, that, was, yeah. that was him. That was him. Yeah. <laughs> so his rookie year, he didn't want to get up and sing on the bus. Oh no, you better. He said no, nope, nope, nope. So we get into I want to say Boston, and it was like in the middle of the night, and he somebody got a hold of his keys to the hotel room, and he uh, to his room to his room before we even got up there. And they pretty much demolished his room. They grabbed his sheets, threw them in the bathtub, turned on the water. Oh, no. It flooded his room. Oh, no. They put water on his mattress. Remind you. And like, you're in the big leagues. This is like, four seasons? It's like a two or three in the morning, too. We, it's like the it was, Ritz. It's a huge, nice hotel. Oh, it's a nice hotel. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess he just found a little dry spot in the mattress because <laughs> he didn't want to call down for new sheets. Oh, yeah, man. I believe that was What up, story. Kyle? <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Goose, as we call him. The Goose. The Dre Goose. Uh, let's and, see here. And, well, there was oh, another one. one? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, Sean Markham used to be a big Pitcher? prankster. Yeah. And someone finally got him. They put shaving cream inside his uh, baseball pants. Oh, no. Before a game. So he goes in and he feels something weird. So he is pissed. I guess he like went like this to his pants. He kind of like shook, shook him. him. Shaving cream all over his face. <laughs> so then, and nobody gets Sean Markham because you don't fuck with that guy. Why? Because he would get you back times a million. Oh, you just, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So you just stay away from him. Like, so don't he walks in. I think I was either in the cold tub, hot tub, or in the, in the sauna. And he walks in. He's like, you motherfucker. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? He's like, it was you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So it there was a mystery of one. Uh, there was a, a mystery going around about who did it. I know who did it eventually, but it was just really funny. Don't say that name, man. <laughs> no, I do I not want to I mess won't. with Sean Markham <laughs> if he's one of those guys. Um, this one, the city of the best golf courses, that doesn't count to you. Oh, Rick. that's 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 my boy, uh, um, Tony. He well, you didn't golf when you were a player, Anthony no, Escort. And that's, I hope I said your it, name it's, right. It's funny um, because. There was this golf course where we, we used to stay at the Four Seasons and when we'd go play the Rangers and they have a sick golf course and my room would, usually I'd get a room where it would overlook the golf course and I was like, man, that co- that course looks sweet. But I wasn't into golf, which I wish I would have been. It would have been a good outlet. It would be good for us, man. Yeah. Now but we got to pay. Now we got to pay. We'll see you at the Lakes in El Segundo if you guys want to pay the <laughs> Join us. As far as I know, and now that I've done a few golf tournaments here and there, I know Toronto outside the city has beautiful courses okay. man. so not that it you know i mean if anybody has ever wants to go down there and just golf <laughs> you're more than welcome to but i know toronto has a lot of beautiful courses all right let, let's this one comes from uh bobby urias bobby.urias now that you're a dad of two did 18 year old ricky Rowe believe that kids would be something for the future and will you coach a little league team Will I coach a little league team? Yeah, I think so. I think you so. got to just because I think my dad did it, and he did it with me. He did it with my with my little brother Gabe. There's nothing like coaching your kid. And man. 
with my brother, uh, my, with my two sisters. So he did it with all of us. And man, your sisters are ballers too, <laughs> legit ballers. Both played in college. Um, Gabe, well, you're cool. Vanessa, Vanessa did. Sandy didn't. Oh, I thought she did. Oh. No, no, no. Hey, well, I played co-ed softball with Sandy. Best one on the field all the really? time. <laughs> She's competitive, man. She's legit. But yeah, I, I definitely want to coach them. Um, you got to. Um, and hey, will your wife coach soccer? I. She wants to coach basketball more than anything. No way. Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, how about we go basketball? You, you, you lead the charge, and I'll just be your assistant coach. Oh heck yeah! Why not? You know, you I, could be like a shooter and Hoosiers, just showing up. I kind of like what you're doing with your son right now, Mateo. It's just go out and have fun and yeah. enjoy it. I mean, nobody's trying to win a damn ring. Nobody's trying to win a. Um, it's just an outlet for these kids. Yeah, so I'm and, coaching uh, my son. He's playing. He's a plays club basketball, but he also plays. I convinced him to play at the park because he's a lefty. He knows Ricky, uh, and he uses Ricky's glove sometimes. Uh, he actually has a Cesar Ramos glove. He also has a De uh, Derek Holland glove that he's been using. He's lucky. Yeah, he is. And I told him, like, look, just play one more time before we go to high school and just relax. And nothing, no pressure. And uh, if we're having a blast with it. The team is called the Flying Chancla, so I got some sweet uniforms. Uh, that's all that matters. Uh, which leads me to this one. This is from Lefty's Pops. And Lefty's Pops is actually a good dude uh, listening to the podcast and a friend of uh, Jesse Chavez, uh, also Efren Navarro, uh, another future guest who's playing in Japan. And he has a I, I, lefty. I don't know you, but I can tell you just get it, man. Like you seem like a real cool dude. We do appreciate you uh, sending out the cool stuff, uh, the positive comments and everything else. But he says, Richie, uh, Richie, Ricky, which pitchers do you enjoy watching work the most? It doesn't have to say current or just in general. I know how well, he's got to right be the now, one there. Right now, honestly, um, I like watching Cece because he he's he saw, evolved. Yes. He went from 97, 98, 99, I think at times even 100. Yeah. Being so dominant to now, what he is now, and learning how to pitch and learning. He says it. It took me three years to kind of realize that I wasn't that same guy. And it was a little bit of a shot to the ego. And Cece is a, a good friend of it mine. It sucks getting old. Yeah. <laughs> so he learned how to pitch and we were talking uh about kershaw yesterday and mm -hmm. and how he's got to learn how to do that too and hopefully he does because the guy is still so talented and his curveball and all that we won't get into all that stuff but it's just these guys have so many miles in them that they're not the p power pitchers that they used to be well, this and, is also something that uh, lefty's pops is following question i know you guys talk a lot about how much kids play too much these days and another we're saying we're playing too much it's just you got to give the body a rest um, and how it's excessive. Well, you shouldn't be pitching every weekend because you guys take breaks. Big leaguers take breaks. Mm -hmm. um, any pointers you can give to young pitchers, especially ones that are about to enter high school in terms of conditioning slash throwing? The way I did it, and I'm not saying my way is right. The way I did it in high school was just condition my body. A lot of running, distance running. Honestly, really, you ran a lot? I ran a lot. But, like I said, everything's changed. Everything's, you know, people are yeah. are pretty much um, charging for certain programs. And this is the this is a well, ticket. There, you the have the weighted ball programs. You have yeah. the different band. You and, have and the different trainers. Oh, I can train you how to do this. I can train you how to do that. I just ran and played a lot of long catch. That's it. I kept it simple. I didn't know any better. And... My dad always preached just work hard, just we're going to go run, we're going to play long catch, and that's it. And that's how my arm got stronger. I didn't throw 
95 from one night to the next. It, it was evolving. 86, 87, 88, 88, 90, 91, and then boom, I hit my peak. That's something that Brandon Morrow talked about in high school. He was low 80s. Yeah. And you just got to grow. And I... Like um, and I and I get it, man. I mean, with everybody's body the, is different. The, the, the pressure of trying to get that Division One scholarship. Coaches now having to sign guys from their freshman year of high school. Yeah. It's just different. It's different. And I can see how kids are so they want to be so quick and they want to be ready for these colleges. What about the uh, what did you throw in high school? Eighties. Yeah. yeah. Mid eighties. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's a completely and different game right about now. About pitching, and just when you when I thought I knew something about pitching, I you will don't say know. <laughs> lefty Pop, you know this, and uh, I will say this. And Jesse Chavez pointed out in episode eight, the work you do away from the field is huge. The yeah. running, um, I tell my son, and I saw this when I would cover Kobe Bryant. They get there so early and they do the work. You know the, the basic stuff. You, you've been to obviously in East LA, um, Whittier. And then uh, there's a big cemetery right there. Yeah, Evergreen. No, no, no. In in on, um, shoot, why am I? Is it Rose Hills? Calvary. Calvary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to run around that. Oh, no, you did it. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. Jeez. Well, I that's used... what Jesse uh, also Jesse Chavez mentioned. How Abe Alvarez was his role model in high school because that guy was running. I so running is good for you, believe it or not. It's uh, the conditioning factor for you. And also to to. Answer his question. I didn't get to it. The two, other two guys I enjoy watching are Jacob Degrom right now. It's just so smooth under mm-hmm. control. Cy Young winner and Max Scherzer. Scherzer They're so fiery and and just brings it every fifth day. I if I had an account, I would love watching Alex Sanabia and Aguascalientes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take care of the kid with the right levels. Uh, let's see. Here. This was one from Kenny Carrillo, who's actually a baseball pitcher at Biola University mm-hmm. in La Mirada and. Kenny, uh, good job of making sure your Instagram is clean. Uh, you are representing your school and uh, your family, and you got some uh, cool pictures up there. So Kenny Carrillo underscore, he plays at uh, Biola University. Um, so I'm pretty sure he has aspirations of getting to the big leagues, and it doesn't matter where you're at. He asked this one, Ricky, on your road to the bigs, was there a point where your hope started to fade and you were on the verge of walking away? And you've told this story many times, oh, double yeah, A. double A. You called your dad and he told you what? Pack up, let's go. <laughs> pack it up. Go home and pack up your shit and come home and start working. And then I was like, ah, nah. I'll stay here and keep getting my ass kicked. He's like, you, you want to know what work is? Work is grinding for the past 20 plus years at 5, 5 a.m. in the morning and getting home at 5 p.m. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah. Nah, yeah, no nah, need for nah, that. Nah. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But that was a big turning point in my uh, career. Uh, Snyder and I talk about it. Mm-hmm. He was same same the, way. The, where was he, it the bud minuses? <laughs> bud minuses, <laughs> where we were sitting there one day and just talking about like, damn, like we can't go out like this. We gotta. There's gotta be something else that that we show, and we did. And we both got to the big leagues, and obviously had a little bit of success. And um, but yeah, that those double A years literally taught me a lot. It taught me just how to how to continue to push, how to continue to fight, how to just. As Snyder says, spit that blood out and just continue to move forward. Mm. El Oro 2 asks, uh, can you think of a 
somebody that had was talented but just didn't go far in baseball. I mean, those those Sunday leagues in Huntington Park and East LA are littered with guys because oh, yeah. guys who just didn't go to class oh, yeah. or didn't do the work or who who rather because party. it's a cool thing to do in high school. Yeah, you, so we don't want to put around, anybody's name out there, but you're there's around some guys. the girls, you're you're around booze and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to mention any names, but, but yeah. we know people like that. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, there's there's guys that and any just sport, had in it every all, sport that had it all, yeah. had it all in 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 those uh, travel ball teams and and they just pissed it the away. The work, uh, he, but he follows this one. Who was the batter who just had your number that no matter what you just couldn't get him out? Man, there's more than a few, <laughs> but the first ones, the first two that pop into my head are Kevin Euclid. The Greek god of walks. Oh man, that yeah yeah fuck I hate walking. <laughs> still, he still gives me nightmares. It was him and um and Dustin Pedroia were tough man. And so the Red prime, Sox just got oh, you. Oh fuck, fuck yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh Fenway. let's move on to a nice one here. Uh, Fenway was not nice to me. Eva, who's in Toronto, we'll give you the shout out here. There's still feeling among players that Toronto is a foreign place to play, or is it known that Toronto is bomb as fuck? It is bomb, and I think players don't realize that till they come and play for the team. Mm. Everything is first class from that clubhouse. That city is A plus plus plus. And I'm not saying that because I played there. I was really skeptical when I first got drafted because I knew nothing about Canada, nothing about Toronto. You're like I need a passport. But as many of you know, I married a Canadian. Now Canada is like a second home to me. I love going there. And when you talk to opposing players, they love coming to Toronto. They love it because of the how diverse it is. There's so many restaurants. There's so many places to go eat. And I don't think players shy away from it. It's just, I mean, a few years ago when they were really good, this is a little bit after I was released, um, when they had those playoff runs, they had a lot of big names there. So it's not, it's not a place that I think players shy away from. Mm-hmm. It's just... Right now, they're just going through a little rebuild mode, and, and I think they're going to be okay. This is from AJ Monares, uh, whose avatar is a Toros uniform. So I don't know if he played. It's a CSUB alum, so I think that's Bakersfield. What's up if you did play there? Uh, he's a co-founder of Drink Liquid Life, so that means we're getting kombucha sent to us, Rick. Uh, the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast brought to you by A&W and Kombucha. Uh, he's followed by our good friend Rox Royal, Woody, and uh, Jordan. Oh boy, we should get Jordan on the podcast. Uh, That'd be yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, some guy who's five foot four and he's pitching in Arizona <laughs> State. Uh, big fan of the Let's Go Ricky Road podcast. And I love the fact that you tagged Beto O'Rourke, who's running for president, uh, instead of me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. What do you guys think about Major League Baseball teams playing Liga Mexico teams throughout the regular season? Nah, it's Simple different no. levels, right? Simple no, no. no but no. they do play them in spring training. The Totals do, right? They play. Um, yeah, yeah. I think last year they. <laughs> They faced uh, Shohei Otani and they absolutely ripped them in half. Oh, that's right. But you also forget a lot of those a lot of those guys in the with the Toros have played in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's you're, we're not talking about guys that nobody knows. A lot of those guys are were names here at one point. And uh, but as far as MLB playing in, it's different. That league? No, you just nah. nah. Uh, it's from a uh, good friend, Maverick Race, John Beltron, down in uh, the six one nine. The favorite cities to go to. New York. I thought you hated New York. For three days. Oh, okay. All right. Something all right. about just going to Yankee Stadium, period. As okay. far as the city, no. I'm not a fan of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I just, 
no. This is why you live at Pebble Beach. You just like the relax. Boston, it was just the fact that you get to play at a fanway. Cool. But for me, this like the sneaky fun cities for me, Seattle, awesome, beautiful. Um, Minnesota, really cool. And uh Chicago was always cool. Yep. Uh, as a, I think it was Mark Grace who said Chicago is the most dangerous city to play uh in because you have a day game and you have a night game, and only one of them involves baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote. Uh, Ricky Tellers reminds me that UPS drivers wait, make way more than 45000 I think I said that in the past podcast before. Uh, the reason I said that is because my friends who drive for UPS always complaining that I only make 45000 I'm like, fool, don't be lying. I know you guys make more. Uh, shout out to all the people driving around UPS, FedEx, the delivery drivers. Uh, or if you're driving Uber Eats. I heard a couple guys on Uber Eats saying I'm listening to them. They're tagging me when nice. they're doing that. Uh, this is my good friend, Easton Elite. Uh, my compadre from Nochislan, uh, who says, is it true that no one remembers the last time that Ricky's dad has been struck out? Because your dad plays baseball like four times a week. Oh, man. Young league, there, veteran league. He, he there, swings it. There were stories back in the day that he was probably one of the toughest guys to strike out. I don't <laughs> think he, he'd go seasons without striking out. For That's real. That's how good he was. Now he's a little older and... He'll come home and I'll be like, how'd it go? He's like, oh, I punched out twice. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? But he like. But, you know, he loves it. He still does it. And, but yeah, the, the, so the legend says. <laughs> the legend says, your dad never struck out. He let the other team strike him out. Yeah, probably. He probably was tired. Yeah, he's, you he know, was he, a little tired. All right, this is coming from I, Ellis D'Artagnan Romero, who's a big Dodger fan. This comes on my uh, DM on my my account, Bethel Vision. Uh, Bethel, hope you can relay this message to Ricky as well. Freaking awesome podcast. Well, then go review on iTunes, man. I love the Let's Go Ricky Roll with Bethel Duran. Three exclamation marks. I love the game of baseball. And just to get a different perspective of the game and what it means to be and become a major league player has been a great listen. I had never listened to a podcast before. That's awesome. We're teaching you technology here. Didn't even know it was on my iPhone. Okay. I want to make fun of him. But I can't because a lot of people don't know that the podcast app is on your phone, especially Mexicans. Alex Sanabia, a dude who is like traveling the world, didn't know how to listen to a podcast. So I'm not going to make fun of you, D'Artagnan Romero. Uh, no relation to Ricky. Just know that you're not every alone. iPhone has a little <laughs> podcast app. Click on that little podcast app and boom, you'll yeah. get the Ricky Roll. Y'all know podcast. how to make memes and jiffy and make all kinds of... You, yeah. got, you got like eight different Photoshop applications, but here you go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, D'Artagnan writes, uh, I grew up in East LA and now live in a small town in Illinois. We go to a ton of single A games out here, and now I now have a different outlook for the struggles and hardships some of these players endure while trying to reach their dream of becoming a big leaguer. That being said, damn, bro, you gave me two different messages here. Let me breathe. <gasps> That being said, my question for Ricky would be, if someone wanted a gift, uh, a ball or rookie level player, a gift basket, what are some gift card ideas or items that would help them out? Um, Not trying for anything. We just want to show appreciation for some of the players who have always taken the time out of their game uh, to bring a smile to our son's face, especially the Dominican born players. One of them being Jan Sanchez, who's in the Diamondbacks system. He played last season with Kane County Cougars. Ricky and your podcast have made me really stop and think about how blessed and fortunate my life is. I just want to show some love and appreciation to those of those that work their butts off to make a huge sacrifice for the family to be able to go out and allow me to enjoy 
the game. Wow, that's much cool. success to you and Ricky with the podcast. You, you know, wow. it, it's, it's stuff like that, man. Bam, it, 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 honestly, yeah, and he's a huge. It, it gets me. It's it, it hits me. You know, Damn, it, it, that's it's cool, good. man. It's cool stuff because, like, like he's like you said, he it brings a different perspective for him, and he realizes the hardships that minor leaguers go through by listening to our podcast. But I, I feel like if you're going to give somebody a gift card, I honestly, sometimes it's tough to eat in the big uh, in the minor leagues. It's tough to get a good meal. So maybe a, a gift card to a nice restaurant or something. It doesn't have Especially to be. Especially A-Ball. King does, County, that's what, Midwest League? Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I'm not talking, it has to be like a Ruth Chris or a, you know, hey, or a Morton. Hey, D'Artagnan, if you're going Ruth Chris, you better send it our way. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's but retired. I got no something, job. Something sometimes... Um, you know, maybe a, a gift card to for to shop at a grocery, mm-hmm. uh, something simple like that. I think. I, I mean, that that would be my advice. I I think. What about a um, I'm being serious here, a Target gift card? I mean, yeah, they sell groceries now, so sometimes um, those kids go and get their groceries there. Okay, let me go back. I'm gonna piggyback off of this one. And by the way, I don't know who that person is that wrote it, Artana, but thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, share it on the face, let people know what's up. And you got some cool kids, man. Uh, you're representing the Dodgers out in the Midwest. Uh, good for you. And East LA. <clears throat> and his name is uh, a, a dude who just could tell is a family man out there taking his kids to minor league baseball, trying to have that connection. And I would say this one, Rick. Just talk to the guys in their language, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't that go a long way? Yeah. I mean, a lot of those guys also, they meet somebody like that. Speaking their language. Hey, you know what? My wife is cooking. Maybe she can cook a little extra. Would you guys want some Latin food cooked to you guys? And those guys will not turn it down. I'm, I'm telling you. I feel like... I. Nah, man. The Dominicans have different beans, though. But it's still... You know, the, <laughs> He's making East LA anything, food. Anything Latin food? Yeah, yeah. They'll take it, man. I mean, I just feel like... It's just... It, anything you can do to bring a little of them, like... Where it makes them feel like they're home. Yeah. Which which is rice, beans, you know, stuff like that. A meat, a piece of steak, whatever. Something like that, too. You know, it doesn't have to be a gift card. Maybe cooking a meal for them or something like that. That's cool. Uh, Your best friend, Fred Thompson. uh, He's trying to see all 30 parks with his wife, Catherine. Uh, He's been to a bunch of them. Uh, Looks like he's a Dodger fan. Uh, He writes, Ricky, what was your favorite city? Well, I think I touched on it a little bit. It was... My number one city. Actually, no, he's a Blue Jay fan. I'm sorry. My number one city, honestly, and I'm not saying because I played there, I'm not being biased. It was Toronto. No matter what. I just love, when we went on the road, I couldn't wait to come back because I just enjoyed the city so much. But aside from that, obviously, the Chicago's and New York's, the Boston, Seattle. I always enjoyed coming home to Los Angeles or to play the Angels because it was home for me. And uh, San Diego, I mean, you can't leave. There's so many, man. I mean, you just can't leave. San Diego is just a beautiful city every day of the year. So, yeah, that's just a few of them. Uh, this one from Aqua Dios. Uh, his name is Este Way. Appreciate you. Uh, he said he's going to try to get us Miguel Gonzalez. A picture that would be from sweet, man. El Poquema. Mariachi. El Mariachi. We know him. He can sing. I, I heard. Incredible voice. Uh, yeah. So I, I was like, I hope we get Miggy, man. I that, was uh, telling the guy, I'm like, isn't he in Mexico? He's like, no, he's in Florida and California. I was like, well, he's uh, one of the players. He's not retired. I just didn't get picked up this season. Oh, so I wrote. Does he back, live out here? He lives in Florida and California, like you. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, well, you live in Colorado. You also have a house yeah, in Mammoth and everywhere, Pebble everywhere, Beach. Everywhere. Uh, when we go down to uh, Miami, we'll, we'll, you know, at your other home. I gotta. We gotta get a hold of Miggy, yeah. and maybe we can get him because maybe we can catch him out here in L.A. Well, here's another thing. These guys don't know. We have like agents listening to us. <laughs> we have like what up? Uh, I can't say what agents, but hey, we have agents listening to us. We have PR people listening to us. What twenty two? We have Baseball America people listening. We have scouts listening. I told you the story about the scouts yeah, that are yeah. listening to us. Well, it's funny because I get messages like, "Hey, you need to go get such and such on," and I'm like, "Okay, well then, I don't know him that good. You set it up if you know him." Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll set it up for set you. Him up. So we will take him. Um, I actually wanted to get to this. There's two questions I have here, Beto. All right. One's from T Cardona eighty nine. Favorite restaurant in Toronto. Jacob Steakhouse. You've my raved go- about this oh, place. My go-to. My go-to. It's still one But you don't even st- eat steak anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. It's one of the best <laughs> ribeye uh, steaks I've ever had. Every time I go to the city. Wait a minute. Wait a ma- minute. We make sure we, we make a stop there. You know your steaks. Yeah. I, I, I no, know. no, no. I mean, you've had steaks all yeah, over. Yeah. You know what's good. Yeah. You rave about this Jacobs all the time. And uh, this podcast is not brought to you by Jacobs. I wish uh, it was. Uh, so do I. Uh, and uh, D'Artagnan, don't give him Jacobs gift cards. Uh, but <laughs> is this legit, huh? Legit. All right. Yeah, it's on in downtown Toronto, on right there on King Street. Um, it's awesome. One of my favorite vegan restaurants is Fresh. It's called Fresh. 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 And that's my wife. My wife has been vegan for a long time. She introduced me to that restaurant. That's another place we usually hit up when we're in the city. There's a few of them. They're all over the city. So, you know, I need to go on a Canadian tour. All right. One more question. And this comes from somebody who works in baseball who has tickets. So if you guys want, Angel Acosta works for the Angels and you tell him that Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast sent you and he will get you field passes. He'll get you parking. He'll get you whatever you need. And what is he telling us, Rick? He says, love the podcast. As a player working your way up, what coaches had the biggest impact on your game and in life? More so your teen years. What type of coaching helped you the most? I see a lot of yelling coaches, a lot of yelling coaches nowadays. I just don't see that as an effective way to teach, you know? Thanks, Keep up the great work. Well, when it comes to coaches, I can't leave out my dad. He was my role model growing up. He pushed me to be good. He always wanted the best for me. But once I kind of got out of his hands and went into the high school ranks and then the college ranks, obviously, when I transferred to Roosevelt, Scott Pearson had an impact on me there as a senior. And then once I got to Cal State Fullerton, probably my biggest impact were all the coaches that were there, but it started with Dave Serrano because he's the one that recruited me. He was the pitching coach there at Cal State Fullerton at the time, and he just brought out the best out of me. He pulled me aside one day, and he's like, hey, man, it's time that we see that East L.A. attitude. And I didn't know what he meant from that when he first told me, but the more I got in games, I kind of realized, hey, I got to pitch with the chip on my shoulder because I do come from East L.A., and I got to show that I can pitch her. So he had a big influence on my career. And then I can't leave out, leave out um, Rick Vanderhoek and uh, Coach George Horton, who's now at University of Oregon. Those three guys had a big impact in my in my career. And um, and obviously, as you keep climbing the ranks, you run into coaches here and there that, um, that believe in you. Bruce Walton being one of them from the Toronto Blue Jays. He was a pitching coach there for a few years. Brad Arnsberg, who was the pitching coach my rookie year, awesome too. 
Uh, so that's just to name a few, but those those guys had big impacts in my career. The coaches that yell, like I learned this as when I was a young coach, you would yell. And I realized after a while that in the big leagues, people always say, oh, they got to go in there and they turn over the spread. It's time to burn. It's not Bull Durham. That doesn't work. In the big leagues, if you're yelling, you're usually getting laughed at, right? Yeah, you're, you're uh, just yelling is really not part of professional baseball. Yeah, managers get mad at dumb mistakes, but if big leaguers are making mistakes and not getting yelled at, there's no reason a seven or eight year old for making a mistake should be getting yelled at. Teach them, grab them, pull them aside, teach them the game, show him, hey, this is what you did wrong, so it doesn't happen again. And I think kids like that can have a better grasp at it. And I've heard it from plenty of guys that have. Uh, that are grown-ups now that they say, yeah, my coach used to yell at me a lot when I was younger and it made me lose passion for the game. I wanted no part of it. So it doesn't always work, you know, the, the the whole yelling and you being the tough guy and you laying down the law. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's, that's just what I got on that subject. All right. Well, I'm not going to yell at you. I think we've done a great job here. Uh, no, no, I think. Well, I know we have. We, we, we're, we're fantastic. We are awesome, according to our reviews on uh, iTunes. And we really, this was really fun to do. Um, and that'll do it. I think we got everybody's questions in. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, oh, you. Okay. All right. Here we go. W- who do you prefer, Usher or Prince Royce? <laughs> well, we got a question actually from my brother, Gabe. Should, oh. should, should we answer his? You know what, Gabe? Let me tell you something, man. Um, I don't have a Disneyland pass, but I'm living the dream, Gabe. That's it. That's all you're getting from him, Gabe. (laughs) But we got a question from Ace of SoCal. And, of course, he had to throw in a jab there. Uh, He said, what is your favorite Usher song? There's a a story behind that. So I was at the Canelo fight last year uh, when he fought Triple G in Vegas. And we're hanging out with Marco. Shout out to him. And um, next thing you know, Usher is right by us. And I go up to him and I say, hey, hey, man, I've been a big fan. Do you mind if I take a picture? He kind of looks back, doesn't say anything, and then looks forward. So I got this shit big leagued out of me. (laughs) And I was like holy shit you know because i never do that i never do that but it was usher man i mean i grew up listening to usher so so yeah i that was i got bigly like no other that day and yeah ever since then i don't listen to any usher music (laughs) i i could add to that story but i won't let's just say that ricky romero when you go to canada i'm pretty sure drake knows you Usher, who? I was, I was, I was gonna say. Not only Drake didn't say no to me, but even Jay Z didn't say no to me, and I hung out backstage with him. You know, so, 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 yeah. There's that. You know, Jay Z, Drake, they never said no to me. So, whatever. On to the next one. I think the last question I wanna, I wanna have in this um, podcast for this episode. It comes from Marco. Um, he's a good friend of ours. He says, Ricky, now that you've had, not, now that you've heard a number of stories from a bunch of different guys, what would you take from their stories and their experiences and apply it to your own career coming up as both an amateur or pro? I think looking back at the stories, I think 
the one that um, really hit me was a Travis Snyder one. You have to learn how to weather the storm in anything that you do. And are you willing to spit that blood out, get back up, and keep on fighting? And I think that goes not just in the sport of baseball, but in anything in life. So um, that's one that stuck with me. Um, another one was um, um, Brandon Morrow. It was just a simple word, calm. Just learn how to stay calm through whatever moment gets thrown at you in life. It doesn't matter what it is. Just stay calm. Snyder said, weather the storm and just get back up. Easy as that. And uh, going forward in my career, I still don't know what, exactly what I want to do. But I've been trying out. I'm, I'm going to try out the TV, the TV gig, doing this podcasting. Um, and you never know. You just might pop out on a radio one day. Maybe get a full-time TV gig, whatever it is. One thing I'm going to do is just continue to work hard and just whatever gets thrown at me, just accept it and, and move on forward. Well, I'm not going to accept it. All I know is that I'm not going to let you move forward because if you move forward, that means you're not going taking me with you. So, Mr. Mooney and A&W, we would like to welcome you to the A&W uh, family. Now that they're our newest sponsor, I'm over here calling them millionaire. <laughs> Just call them out like this. Uh, but without a doubt, though, thanks a lot to everybody that participated in this. And I think we're going to do this frequently. Um, we have guests lined up. Uh, Ricky's going to be, as you heard, I'm really busy this summer. So we're going to tape a lot of them. We're going to get going through it. And the week that we don't have them, we still want to provide you that podcast uh, weekly. Every Wednesday, it'll be out on iTunes and Spotify, wherever it is you listen to your podcast. We'll definitely do that again. Um, Ricky is no longer in the room. He actually had to leave and we're wrapping it up because baby I Thor just threw up. Uh, you guys heard me laughing in the background and I woke the baby up. So Ricky is gone. Big shout out to Casa de Calacas, Big Phil, Angel, Carlos Angel Music who do the music, uh, the songs. Uh, oh yeah, I have my own beer, you know. Uh, uh, it's actually, you know, I can't promote it anymore because it's sold out. Uh, thanks to Arrow Lodge and uh, Craft Beer Kings uh, for dropping the mic, mic drop beer. Uh, we're going to get a Let's Go Ricky Rowe beer coming soon um it'll be gluten-free vegan-free all that other stuff free uh we'll take care of that and as always thank you guys so much for the contributions share 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 like let other people know what's going on um and continue to bring the interaction because the interaction is what keeps us going this was supposed to be a podcast of me and rick talking about the demise of the lakers this season for like 20 minutes and next thing you know we're answering your questions and it was a lot of fun it's always good going down memory lane so thanks to everybody involved uh the spin rate Sanabia out in Aguascalientes, JP. I know you listen in Florida. It's okay to retweet us, JP. It's okay to you know leave a comment, JP, or in Sibia. Uh, but by the way, go listen to JP's podcast that he has on Yahoo Canada. Uh, all that good stuff, and we will be talking to you very, very soon. As always, thanks so much. Now you know what? Play that stinger because I, I heard people really love the stinger music at the end. Um, so well, here it is, Big Bill. Thanks a lot, everybody. Adios. Uh, Let's go.